What a world you now listening to Talk of Brothers Podcast. Welcome to the Talk of Talk Talk of Brothers Podcast. Podcast. Allow me to reintroduce myself. So, talk of Brothers Podcast. Talk of Brothers. Talk of Brothers. Talk of Brothers Podcast with Smash and Goldie. Goldie and Smash, you guys doing your thing. The mic is contacted. I attract clientele. My brother. Goldie and Smash. Talk of Brothers. That's popping. We ain't worried about nothing. Y'all are now listening to Talk of Brothers. Podcast. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy Go D. It's your boy Smash coming at you. I want to welcome you guys to the national championship version of the Talk of <laughs> Brothers podcast. How you love that, Smash? Hey, I I gotta let you have it, man. I gotta let you have it. y'all play the y'all play the good game, man. I can't even I can't even uh hate on y'all for that so i'm gonna let y'all have it long as long as florida ain't winning i'm all right yeah as long as them gators them gators don't win it i'm good with that too man we played a good game man it was a historic season we, this one and i have been i've been having an argument about this team in my opinion and statistically goes down as one of the if not the greatest the greatest championship team in college football history Mm, that could be, yeah. That that's arguable, but I uh, I don't know. Hey man, it was stats, a good team. Stats don't lie. Sixty but touchdown passes. If all y'all leave, if all of them leave, it's gonna well, be a bad oh, year next year. Oh, don't worry, don't worry, because the Bob Marley playing right now. Exodus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, they all leaving. They all striking while the iron hot. Then you can't blame them because I mean, you know, nah. when, you, when you got a the stock is that high, man, you gotta go. You gotta go. Gotta go get that check. I ain't you can't duplicate him, that. And I'm oh, the one thing I like about that team or the whole or LSU is that how they stuck with uh Coach O. Because uh, I remember when he took over, man, they they wanted his head. I, I was like, it's just two seasons in, and and they stuck with him, man. And I think that's what a lot of teams ain't doing. Everybody want to win now, instead of just like let your coach get their system going and then see. So I don't know, man. LSU might be something if they can, if they can get um get the players in, they might be something that uh you know be they might become the next Alabama. Well, I, w- I one can wish, one can wish, <laughs> one can hope. But for the 2019 season, we the champions until toe meat leather next September. So, <laughs> yeah, y'all y'all got this, it. Y'all played was, a good that game. Was, that was uh, pretty good, man. You think about a team that scored 40 points on average. You beat you beat five, five teams in the final eight. You beat seven top ten teams. The first team in college football history to, to beat the top, the final top four ranked teams in the final AP poll, that's that's unheard of, man. Totally unheard of. Yeah. Nah, y'all, it was a good team. I can't hate on them. I, I, as much as I, I want to, I can't hate on them. I they know, they was a good you, team. You secretly a Tiger fan. I know you are. Nah, I just, <laughs> I, I ain't no Clemson fan. You, you know, see, I ain't, root for I ain't like it, them. Root for them when needed, huh? <laughs> I'm not like them, uh, ACC fans, I mean SEC fans. That oh man, as long as the conference win, no, no, I ain't, I ain't down with that. Now, like, see, I'm not like that. Now, well, I'll you, I, I say this, 
I'll use it when I need to use it, but 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 traditionally, you know, I can't stand Alabama. I can't stand Auburn. I can't stand Florida. And it's when you when you're a college fan, you only have one true love, you know. So you you right. root for that one true love, <laughs> and there's no separating the, separating that. You don't have like the pros. You make you know you like the Falcons. I like the Saints, but then you know I, I root for Tennessee. I root for the Titans because they're ex all the team, you know. So you 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 know you have those type of things. But when it comes to college, oh, it's one love and one love only. <laughs> yeah, you ain't lying about that. So I I just don't get it with the SEC, but. You know, it is what it is. But it, I, hey, LSU, I'm gonna give them they they um, you know they they big ups, and that's all I'm gonna say. That's it. I'm done. Yes, I'm, I'm done, done son. I'm, I'm you finished <laughs> or you're done. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna. I'm gonna apologize to all the listeners, and we we really didn't try to turn this into a a sports show today. But because there are there are some topics that need to be talked about. It, it, but they happen to pertain to sports, but they're actually they're actually sports st- topics, but they're not sports topics. So uh, bear with us on this one. But these these topics need to be addressed. So we're gonna go from there. I want to jump right into the press play because this is evidently obvious that there is a systematic systematic problem with black co- black coaches not being head coaches in the NFL, even on the college level as well. So let's jump into this press play and hear Stephen A. Smith go off and then we'll jump back and give our <laughs> opinions. Just press play. Oh, I already pressed play. We got a problem. This is some BS. Ain't no way around this. We moving in a reverse direction. We're moving in a reverse direction. Black men are not being treated fairly in the National Football League. Somebody got to say it. Somebody got to say it. You got to be kidding me. When, when the stuff that has happened over the last year, for this stuff to go on, and we just going to sit up here and have a sports conversation. No, I ain't having no damn sports conversation at this particular moment. Something wrong. Now, the National Football League or somebody else, we got to change this Rudy Rule is bogus, clearly, because it's being bypassed. The original intent, what it was intended to produce, is being circumvented. And black men in the National Football League are being ostracized from key positions in the National Football League. Somebody needs to say it. The NFL, league owners, the world of sports, sports talk television, sports radio, y'all are going to be hearing from me. Something got to be done. Something got to be done. Man, Stephen A. went left, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that boy always be going off, maybe. <laughs> you always got to turn the volume down yeah. when he come on. <laughs> definitely got to put some compression on his voice to lower his tone, man. But, but you know, and he usually annoys me. But yeah. on this one, he's he's 100% right, man. He's, he's truly 100% right for the simple fact that it's no way that people like Cliff Kingsbury can go from college and you're looking at you finish below or at 500 and then you walk into and get hand the keys to the kingdom. Now, I wouldn't have a problem if he was the OC and get a chance to, to show us because it's all about his offense. Everybody loves his offense. But to get the keys mm-hmm. to the kingdom and you have so many qualified black coaches on that NFL level not to get a job, it, it's... 
it's terrible. And then they try to play the Rooney, put this Rooney rule into place. And I, and I've listened to debate going back and forth whether they should keep the Rooney rule or whether they should drop the Rooney rule. And I'm leaning toward more to, towards they should keep it just for the fact that it does open the door for a black man to at least get sit get a sit down. Take it away, then you know they're gonna blatantly not even give him a sit down. I think they should. Um, I mean, I keep it. I, I think review it. Amend but keep it and probably change change yeah. the name because to me it's it's uh messing up the legacy of the Rooney family. Right. You know what I'm saying? It, they did a good thing, but it's like making them look bad because we're calling it the Rooney rule. But I mean, it's something got to be done, man. We got I, I I don't know the statistics, but I'm gonna go out and say the NFL is probably eighty percent, eighty five percent black. Seventy percent for you to have seventy percent to be accurate. 70%? So 70%. you got 70% black and then you got three NFL head coaches. That don't make, that math don't even add up and I ain't even good at math. Right. <laughs> you know and, what I mean? And but, it's, it's kind of sad when you think about, you're telling me that a black man can't leave the 70% of black men that's in the league. You know? And yeah. We don't even get the statistics of, we're, we make up 13% of the population. We don't even get 13% of the coaches' jobs, head coaching jobs, mm-hmm. you know, so that that put us at like what ten to twelve jobs we should have should be black. Yeah, Makes I'm sense. I'm always a proponent of put the best man in charge, and I look at it, man, like I don't know why, um, not Tony Dungy, uh, Herm Edwards had to go to college. I I would have got Herm back in the pros. Uh, Tony Dungy, if I could get him, you know what I'm saying. But like they still like you got a who is it? Who is that, Casey? Is it Eric Benemy? Benemy? Eric Benemy, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he should, like, if I was one of those teams this year that cut my coach, uh, Cleveland, he would be one of the top people I'd be looking for. Because look at Kansas City in the last uh, two years. This year and last year, they balling, man. And you can say Mahomes. Mahomes has helped, but they've been balling as a team. Yeah, so, and he's, But you know they always going to say um, it's really – Andy Reid that's calling the shots. But I mean, you got people like like Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills right now, and he's he has a resume that's that's ridiculous. You know, and he has he it just to me it just doesn't make any sense how these there are black coaches there with the experience, but they just refuse to allow them to get a chance. When we rerun a coach, you let a coach get fired. You know, somebody like Mike McCarthy, yes, he does have a good resume, but yeah. he gets to get rerun. You got the the head coach of, of the Jets. What's his name? Anyway, the head coach for the Jets, he's a white guy. He finished less than 500 his whole time at Miami, and then he gets the Jets head coaching job, and then they turn around and make him the general manager to boot. <laughs> yeah. that All that stuff just stupid, man. Um... Who is it? Um, out there in Miami, they got that coach. He, I mean, he started off bad, but he ended up good. Yeah, and then Brian, uh, yeah, Brian Flores. Yeah, Flores. But I think what made what made me upset about everything this year is that you went and got a college coach who don't really have no proof of sustaining a winning program at in college. Right. And you bring him to the pros and um, the dude at Baylor, Bob Rule or yeah, Rule. Rule, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I just didn't get that. I'm like, 
dang and and when they did that it that's when i that's when it kind of hit me when they brought rule in because i was like what they bringing this dude in and it kind of it kind of opened up a little wound that hadn't closed yet with the willie tagger thing because i just think that i know about that though. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah i know i know we you know i'm i'm bouncing from now, pros to college but it's the coaching thing like i feel like they really think that we can't coach or lead a team we can coach a part of the team whether it's a certain skill position or defense or whatever but they don't want us to have control of it so I don't know. It just bothers me, man. I mean, I, but, but that even goes to that. I mean, there aren't a lot of us in the coordinator positions. So you you look at somebody like like the the, the dude Judge from the Patriots. Mm-hmm. He gets the head coaching job in the Giants, and he's never been a coordinator ever. But he gets a head coaching job. We talked about Cap, and we see the blatant. And you you know you always say, man, you always hard on the NFL. But this is the reason why I'm always hard on the NFL because they do stuff like they're above and beyond the normal rules of society. Like it doesn't matter that you pissing off 70%. So just think about it. If 70% of the NFL is black, who's who's watching the NFL a, a ton? <laughs> black people. Okay. So for you to just sit there and systematically say, you know, F you and the horse you rode on, it really, it really bugs me. And this one, this one I we had to talk about because it's it not, not 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 that it's just it's a hot topic right now, but it's just something that that the world needs to hear. Sports fans or non-sports fans, that here's an a, a, a area that we all love football and it and they're taking advantage of us. Yeah. I guess my only thing is and <clears throat> You know, if you listen to the whole Stephen A. thing, you know, he said he's going to try to spark his own thing. And whether he talks about it on this show or call the NFL or whatever, I guess that's what I'm looking for. Where where are we going to go with this? Because we, we've we been seeing this for years, um, but we haven't done anything. So, like, what's next? Uh, I don't know if the XFL is going to cause them to do some type of thing. I don't know. But, like, what's next far as what we're going to try to do to get our black coaches in there. Well, you know what needs to be done. You know what needs to be done. I know what needs to be done. But the players themselves, will they do it? Will they take the time out and say, you know what? Until this change, we're going to strike. But you know they're not going to do that. They They want to make their bread. But that's what needs to be done. If you hit these owners in their pockets, then they'll start listening. But until then... If it's business as usual and we accept this, it's going to continue to go on. No, you're right. I think we just, I I really, you know, it's going to be getting those old owners out of there and maybe their grandkids, because I ain't going to say the kids, whoever inherited it, they, (laughs) you know, they're going to be the ones that kind of change it. But I doubt it, man. I I doubt it. I I really do. I mean, we don't, you got to think about it. In order for you to provoke change, you have to have position people in a position of power to provoke change. So if we don't have black general managers, that's even less black general managers. There's only one black general manager. We have three black head coach, one black general manager, and we probably have, there's more defensive coordinators, offensive coordinator positions, and we're even less in that in that category. Like there Who, are who's the, coaches. Who's the black general manager? Is that Ozzie Newsom? No, Ozzie Newsom is retired. Oh, okay. At the end of the day, man, we this needs to be addressed, and we need to we need to keep this 
I hope Stephen A. Smith, as much as, as I don't see eye to eye with Stephen A. all the time, I do see eye to eye with him on this one. And I hope he keeps that spotlight shining on this situation because it has to change, man. And these players need to look at, you know, what can we do to provoke change? And and you know what we need to do. Strike, strike, yeah. strike again. Strike. Yeah. Because it's only going to take, I think it'll take about good two weeks. A good strike. A good two weeks, and and, and the owners will bow down. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's got to be. I, but that I don't know. That brings another point. When do you strike during the season? Middle. I mean, the dead heart of the season. <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> opening day. <laughs> opening day. Just don't even show up, man. So there was a, this is the the other sports topic that we wanted to cover, but it's not necessarily a sports topic, but it's definitely. Uh, a big move for for women and in sports in the NBA, the WNBA and the and the WNBPA reached tentative agreement on groundbreaking eight year collective bargaining agreement. So they're going to they're going to significantly increase the cash compensation and benefits, profit sharing with the players. They're going to have maternity leave as well. So they they're making major strides in in the women's profession. Um, I think the more that they, the more that they they do on the court, and the more the better that they do on the court, I think these things like this um, will will blossom it even further because these girls have to go. They get paid paid so much less than overseas that they play the NBA season here, and then they have to go overseas to compensate their income to play over there as well to try to make a living. Mm-hmm. So this is huge, man. This is a milestone, and it's great to see the WNBA. Uh, take an initiative to to be proactive uh, and getting these women what they deserve. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a a great step, and um, hopefully, you know, it'll <clears throat> it'll help increase the sport of the WNBA because I know a lot of people don't watch, but they they've been fighting for the equal rights for the last for years. I know trying to get that pay to match the NFL. I mean, the NBA, and so this is this is a great stride. I'm I'm glad they finally. You know, looking at this and doing some groundbreaking stuff because this is awesome right here. I didn't even know that was going. I didn't even know that was going down behind the scene. Yeah, they, I mean, they'll never get to the NBA because I mean, you gotta think that's the sponsorship and the, the, the actual revenue that's being generated by the NBA by the male players. Yeah. It, it just it dwarfs <laughs> what what the actual income from the WNBA and so they, they would actually be in the red if they try to do that but yeah. the strides that they're making that's why I say the, the better that they do the more that they enhance those enhance the the uh, the product itself and I, I'm still a proponent man with the WNBA I'm still a proponent for lowering that rim by one foot making it a nine foot goal and, I go with that and, and I think it'll be a whole lot better yeah, I think it'll be um, more exciting for the fans anyway, mm-hmm. and and I think it'll get more attention because I I mean honestly if I was a, if I was coaching youth basketball, I would have my kids watch the WNBA because women's basketball play better defense, you think? like the fundamentals because they do the fundamentals like oh yeah layups with the left hand layups with the right hand yeah so all above the rim stuff right. And but like but then if you if you 
add that lower in the rim and you got some people that can dunk besides yeah. you know uh, Brittany Griner. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be it'll be on, man. Like I mean they you know, if I can get two dunks a game out the out of the WNBA, I'm cool. Oh you'll you'll get a bunch. I mean you'll you'll get uh I mean there, there's some women in WNBA. if they lower to nine foot they'll they'll be able to get above the rim it won't just be now britney griner would be sitting on the rim at nine foot but <laughs> you know you gotta you gotta give something to get something so that, that's something we're gonna have to come back and touch too at some time man like why isn't women's sports you know watch more like men's sports is because i don't know any sport where women are involved that you know Track everybody just well, yeah, that yeah. Tennis. That's about the track and field. Is about the only one. Tennis, I, they only watch it when Venus or Serena play. Well, I think. Well, I don't know. I think tennis, women's tennis, is. I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna say it, but I don't know if it's true or factual. <laughs> but I just think women's tennis is more popular than the men's tennis. Because I Go don't. these thoughts. Right. <laughs> no fact checking here. <laughs> What's it? I don't know if it's fact or whatever, but I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it anyway. But I, I just <laughs> I find the women game to be more intriguing than the men's tennis. Cause I don't. Tennis, yeah, I'd rather watch the women's tennis than the men. Yeah, that's true. And I love I love female softball over baseball. Well, I love I love college baseball over the pro baseball. It's just more it's it's more hits, more errors. It's just more active. You know, nope. in the major leagues, it's just more pitching. You know, strikes, balls, and strikes, and it's not many hits. It's not a bunch of yeah. errors. It's not a lot of scoring going on. Female, you know, the, the softball, it's a lot of hits, a whole lot of hits, and a whole lot of errors going on. <laughs> so it's, it's more exciting. It makes it for a more exciting game. So I definitely agree with you on that. 100%. What else you got, my brother? What else you got, my brother? Um... <clears throat> I was reading something. I think you had sent it to me uh, about um, it was, and I know we talked about we brought him up last week. But uh, Will Smith, a little jealous. He was jealous when uh, Jada yeah. was with Tupac. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I know you had brought that up, and uh, we we, we kind of discussed it a little bit. But um, I mean, the way she felt about Tupac, I'd be jealous about Tupac too. But but the question is, that that sparked the that sparked the the debate on can you, if you were a married couple or in a, a serious relationship, could you stand your wife having a male friend, a close male friend like that? Not like that, because that's that's deep feelings. I I think. I think in Will's situation and at that time, not where they're at now, of course, we know Pac is out of the picture, but at that time, like, her and Pac had a deep relationship than her and Will, so, you know what I'm saying, in the back of your mind, no matter how strong your relationship is, you're always going to think, like, man, does she love him more, you know what I mean, because you, I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be comfortable with it, just as I think if I, if the shoes were turned, and I had a female friend who we were tight like that. My wife wouldn't be comfortable with either. So, so you don't think that having it shouldn't even be a question that having a a, a female friend, close friend, shouldn't even be an option for any male. No, nah, I think you can have a female friend. Uh, it's just what you do with it. But 
it, it just depend the levels of that friendship and the type of friendship that Jada and Pac had was just those one, you know, like almost like once in a lifetime type of thing. And even though in that situation, Will and Jada have a good relationship, I don't think it's as deep as hers and Pac was. And so I can see him being, you know, intimidated by that, just like most men or female would be because um, men or women would be in that situation because it's just at a at a higher level, man. So but I think if you marry, it's going to you. You can't have a relationship like that with a too close with a woman. But if they grew up with you, I mean, what do you, you do? That's if you grew up with your homegirl, what do you do? I mean, that's something like when she was saying that that now that he's passed, that, she, you know, she, they had so much similarities and that he never gave a chance to even open up to get to know the brother. Um, they were both in hip hop. You know, they both were dope MCs. So I, I don't see um, where the degree of separation couldn't have happened on that level. Now, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that they should necessarily be talking on the phone all the time and, and going places all the time. No, but just a cordial, you know, high and by type situation. And, and if it's a, a, a function where it's an industry function, you know, you're in the same industry, so you're going to run across each other. So, it, you know, open up, but, you know, for each his own, I guess. Yeah, that one's just a a weird relationship because uh, they just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got Pac's book of poetry that he wrote and a couple of his uh, poems in there about Jada. So just, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, when you really peel back the layer and I don't know, I kind of look at that situation and I know it's I know this is fictional, but I kind of look at Pac and Jada as I'm I'm just <laughs> relating the similarity, but I look at that relationship as a ghost and uh Angela on power. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's hard to separate yeah, that yeah. that type of connection had, that they had. Yeah, such that from from being a, from being young into going into that adulthood. Yeah, could have blossomed yeah. to something different. I, I guess I can see that. I guess I can see that. Because, <laughs> you know, most of the time if it's through your youth and you, if you with somebody like that for that long whether it be friendship or not they know your warts you know and they still care for you even though they know your bad spots you know that's something to be spoken of you know, that's 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 a true friendship right there <laughs> exactly i just hate that uh y'all didn't get my point until i broke it down the power for y'all negroes uh, well hey, <laughs> sometimes you gotta take it there for us to understand <laughs> ah i got it <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> That's exactly how it was. Like, ah, yeah, I see what you mean. If, if, if this was video, then it's sort of about the light bulb pop over <laughs> top of my head. I got it. <laughs> but we're going to get up out of here, man. Any closing words, my brother? Man, glad to be here, um, you know, doing this thing. We got to, you know, keep it pumping this year and bring y'all more stuff. So always let us know what y'all want to hear. Um, you know, get get back in the chat in the groups and get that fired up you know and let's see what we can do out here this year that's right like follow share 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 because we want to we want to grow we want to make sure we grow and give y'all the content that y'all want so we're gonna get up out of here because this is the national championship edition with smashes <laughs> 
part of it, but he's under protest. We going <laughs> shots out to Hey Fighting Podcast over uh, Cody Worsham. Uh, this is his intro song, but it fits perfectly for how we're going to go out today. So with that being said, much love, and we out. Go Tigers. Victory.